0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Woo! Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express Power to the people So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Farfalla and Trish Postorino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish
2: Oh yeah, that's the ticket
1: Good morning with Valerie Farfalla and Trish Postorino and Arts Express 3CR Community Radio 855 AM Digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. And good day, Trish. Oh, good morning, Valerie. And welcome to Renee Palmer. Good morning. So, our guest today a jazz multi instrumentalist James Mustafa, who will feature in the James Mustafa Quartet at Dizzy's Jazz Club for the Melbourne International Jazz Festival. So exciting. Yeah. And actor, director, producer, and vocalist uh, Renee Palmer, who's organising a comical walking performance across the lanes and dark alleys. A Fitzroy. Yeah. We'll say a little bit more later, but yes. Yeah. So for the moment, we're going to go over to James and have a word with him. But first of all, a little bit of his music um, with Vince Jones, who he's played with regularly, called This Is The Woman.
3: And takes the time to help you with your test. This is the woman who combs your first
1: Good day, James, how are you?
4: Very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Good. We were just playing a sample of This Is The Woman, one of your pieces which we're going to listen a bit more to later with vince jones so welcome that's right yeah welcome to arts express um we're celebrating your performance at dizzy's jazz club for the melbourne international jazz festival that's coming up and we wondered if you could tell us a bit about that and uh, some background about yourself we've got some background here about you you've done amazing things and you're a multi-instrumentalist you've run all sorts of orchestras so tell us a bit about yourself james
4: Okay. Well, um, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really glad to be here and to be talking to you all and sharing a little bit about what I do. And that's yeah. always always good fun and a privilege. But that's um, great. a little bit about me, I guess. Um, Melbourne based, um, as you said, a multi instrumentalist, and um, yeah, so I play most of the brass, well, pretty much all the brass instruments and a variety of the the woodwind as well, and lots mm. of piano, accordion, and bass. Oh, and, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I've done that for many years now. I, I, uh, it's just something I always love to do. I love to do and I love sound and colour and texture of different instruments and, and uh, no one ever really told me not to do it. So um, years later, I guess that's what I do professionally now. So that's a that's well, good sign. Well, you found,
2: your passion, um, you found your passion and you made it your work or your income, James. That's, Trish well, that's right. and,
4: Yes, And it's, it's very, uh, you know, I feel very privileged every day when I get up and go to this gig or fly yes. to this city to make music or you know, yes. do this kind of thing because it's um as you said it is my passion and I I feel very lucky. But um
1: You're also I a composer I, and a conductor. Um That's right. What sort of music are you do you compose, James
4: My training primarily was as a you know, a jazz instrumentalist and as a jazz composer and that's where a lot of my early writing was based in the in the big band and kind of jazz idioms of it all. But um I, I've done full circle, as, as some people like to tell me, and I've come back to writing a lot of classical music and for orchestras and, oh. and things like that. But um, I certainly like the, the combination of the, the two sounds together. So, um, you know, lots of orchestral colours, like the strings or the woodwind. but, you know, with an improvising rhythm section or soloist, I think there's something really special about that many people and that many colours with the, you know, freedom of improvisation.
2: Oh, yeah. I write a
4: lot definitely. in that kind of world.
1: So you completed your studies at the Generations in Jazz Academy, Adelaide University School of Music and the Suselman School of Music at Monash Uni. Monash is very well known for its jazz, of course, but you've also studied under Paul Grabovsky. Maria Schneider, who was uh, here in Melbourne last year, I think, or the year before, fantastic. So you've um, you've also worked, of course, with um, oh, many people like Vince Jones and Kate Sobrano and Wycliffe Gordon even Navy big bands. <laughs>
4: That's right. You know, um, I, I, I like to work, well, I mean, um, music's just music. And um, I think it's important not to put labels on it or, or feel restricted by certain genres or, or or bits and pieces. Though some people love to do that and, and it's great that that works for them, but it, it doesn't really work for me. And um, I think it's really important. One of, the, one of the great things that Monash really instilled to me during my time there was this, notion of being a 21st century musician,
3: mm. which is someone
4: that has a, a wider kind of um, involvement in, in, the, in the creative musical arts, whether that's through being a composer or an instrumentalist or a conductor or an educator or a producer. You know, the, the list goes on. And um, I guess I've delved into most of those things. And um, and it's, it's given me much more opportunities and uh allowed me to work in a variety of different contexts, you know, like the people you just said, you know, with Wycliffe Gordon that was arranging big band music for him and James Morrison at the Generation Jazz Festival and with Ted Sobrano was doing kind of a, a jazz pop groove album with the students at Monash University after I'd graduated, of course, and, and things like that. And um it, it, it's great because uh, it means you get to work with a variety of people and, you know, keep... Uh, Keep evolving, I guess, as, as an artist yourself. So um has been lots of
2: fun, James. It sounds very global. That's what you know, in a sense. Without using that awful corporate, corporate, you know, you know, terminology, but it's very global. What you're saying, you're saying you can move from one area to another and feel very comfortable.
4: I think so. That's that's what I try to do, and um, but it's. I guess. Well, actually, maybe try is not the right word. Like, I mean. um because it's it's what I want to do, I think. Mm. Um, and I I grew up listening to music in a, in a vo- wide variety of fashions, and I wanted to be involved in it all. So it just kind of happened. So it, it wasn't really trying; it was just really doing and following the sounds and the opportunities that I wanted. And some days it's it's quite amazing. I think because you know I go from you know a, a big band rehearsal, which is very much the jazz idiom, to conducting a chamber string orchestra to a you know, a pops choir or a gospel choir and things like that and I just get home and feel very lucky to have, you know, shared in all these different aspects of musical performance. But so, you've
1: obviously worked hard in all of them. You also mentioned that you're a pianist and a vocalist and I'm just wondering with all these instruments an experience of using them, does that contribute uh, to your abilities in writing music for large orchestras, having actually played I, them?
4: Yeah, I think very much so. Like, um, I think that was more the reason I got into playing a variety of them, because I found their sounds and their capabilities just really fascinating. And Mm. um, you know, I've got many memories. You know, when I was at high school, and you know, finally stumbling upon a a bass clarinet or a baritone sax and putting it together and working out the notes and Mm, the little gems. Yeah, they uh, they always just made sense to me. Like um, some people just seem to have that affinity for instrument. Understanding, you know, James Morrison's the prime example. Jacob Collier, all of these, you know, famous multi instrumentalists from around the world, and um, I, yeah, I, but I think I delved into them because I love their sound and what what they did and what they meant in different contexts, and and,
2: and what they evoke to too, them. isn't it? It's a very much an emotional response, isn't it too?
4: Yeah, I, I, I like. To, I tend to think so too, and, um, and I think that's important. You know, in all the creative fields, it's there because that's what you feel or hear or you know are connected to.
1: Mm. You seem so down to earth, and it's very refreshing. Sometimes um, uh, modern jazz can um, modern jazz musicians can seem to be um, playing for each other, especially in a cerebral way, and sometimes that's alienating for audiences. What's your view on that?
4: It's a really good question. Um all genres have their have their little bits you know, stylistic elements that, you know, I think um, that, uh, what's the word, you know differentiate themselves from, from the other and I think your context of a lot of contemporary jazz, but you know, free jazz particularly particular, small ensemble group um, it, it can be a little I, I get why people have that perception, because when you are playing, it, you know, I, I, I love that genre too, just as, as sure, much so as anyone I. else and yeah. um, and, um there's something really amazing i think it's because when you play with those people and you're creating music of that kind of level and that kind of sophistication that um the most important feeling is is you know what are the drums feeding me or what is the piano feeding me and, mm. and how do i respond to that so it's a real um it's a real uh,
2: family ensemble
4: isn't it thing, mm. you know yeah family thing and um and, look, it is great when you get to share that with an audience, and if the audience really love that kind of music or understand it or appreciate it, it can be a, a wonderfully special thing. But I can see how people that just want to go along and hear some swing music or some, you know, more straight ahead or even, you know, uh, a, a different idea, again, of music that can feel a little bit alienating. But when you, when you get into that world, it actually can be just as exciting as being on the stage with those musicians. So um,
1: Definitely.
4: it's all a, it's all about exposure and education I think yeah like and
2: that is that. what it is it's it's, it's sometimes you, you need to to indulge in it a little bit more to, in order to understand it but it's sometimes it can be a bit intimidating for people when they first even you know go along occasionally it's sometimes oh this is you know it's only happening for the musos it's not happening for us you know of
4: course i sometimes think also the context is really important where um I've tried a lot of my music, you know, that if, if, if people are familiar with. Um, people seem to describe my music as, you know, that a kind of midway point between classical and jazz. And um, there's some of my tracks that actually, oh, some of my tunes that have that very free jazz element, you know, right in the middle of it. But it's, you know, it's a slow burn. It starts off really, um, you know, open and inviting to the audience, and reaches that point. You know, kind of through a musical climax, and sometimes that's really satisfying. So, um oh, definitely, all, if you take the
1: audience, about, yeah, with you. That's wonderful. Yeah,
4: you take it instead of just going into it, and you know, um and that can you can alienate them right from the get go. But yeah. I try to build them up so they appreciate the journey with the musicians, and then it comes back down. And so, um
1: so James, is
4: important too.
1: Um, regarding the Melbourne International Jazz Festival, which is nearly upon us, returning for its twenty-first year. Um, It's going to be a wonderful celebration. And you're actually – the James Mustafa Quartet uh, is going to be playing at Dizzy's Jazz Club, 381 Burnley Street, Richmond, on Friday the 8th of June at 8.30. Doors open at 7.30 and tickets are about $35. It's not too bad, plus a transaction fee. And and some of your you're g- going to be playing trumpet on this occasion, and Nick um, Karytzis on guitar. Oh gosh, Hi- Hiroki yeah. Hoshino bass, and Kieran Rafferty on drums. It sounds wonderful.
2: I love That's the idea terrific. of you being on the trumpet. That sounds yeah. fantastic. That sounds like a magic night. So hopefully, people will be able to get down to Dizzy's Jazz Club for the Melbourne International Jazz Festival on the second.
1: Is it Did you going say? to be the eighth?
2: Eighth of, of
4: June. Yeah.
1: So wonderful.
2: That's right.
4: So well, thanks
1: for being with us today, and it's been lovely sharing some terrific stories with you. All the very best, James.
4: Thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely morning. Thank
1: you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Bye.
3: a woman who talks you through an issue This is a woman who always has a tissue for you This is a woman who feeds you from her breast And takes the time to help you with your death This is a woman who combs your first hair. This is a woman who teaches you to be fair. This is a woman who treats you from a part You always know that she has much worse Blamed by her kids for being too reckless. She's blamed by her. Friends.
1: That's a beautiful song with um, Vince Jones and, of course, James Mustafa's orchestra. There, this is the woman, and now we're going to speak to actor, director, producer, and vocalist Renee Palmer, who's organising a comical walking performance across the lanes and dark alleys of Fitzroy. Welcome, Renee. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We've been having a lovely
2: chat about (laughs) how you uh, how this idea came up. So. Perhaps um, it, it, rather than me give a little background, maybe it would be lovely if you could come up and slip out of one of those uh, lanes and tell us what <laughs> ha,
0: ha, how it all happened absolutely well i when I am directing theater, it's usually you know your' standard' there's the, there's the theater space. There's the stage and there's the audience, and I just finished doing a project last year called I Am Catherine, and that took um, <clears throat> that took two years actually, mm. so it was quite a big chunk of my life. And so we finished that. And I was just walking around actually literally Brunswick Street and I was just like looking at all the things around me and just like, you know, Brunswick Street's, you know, it's got lots of it is theatrics. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Performances, yes. whether they know it yeah. or not. And Beth Liston, who's one of the co creators, she was talking about a script that was actually set in a laundromat. And um, I liked the idea of actually taking a show way outside of the traditional theatre space. And I know a lot of people do it and I'd never done it before and I wanted to see see if I I could do it. Mm. And so we were talking about the space and I stumbled across, you know, I I mean I'd seen it for a long time, My Beautiful Laundriette, and I love that space. I love it, I love it, I love Mm. it. And I love the way... You know, like when you go in there, like the people working there, like the way they're slapping down the washing on the on the tables and moving bags—it's yes. fantastic, yeah. and it's just this beautiful energy. rhythm. Yeah, energy and rhythm. It is. It's very happens, musical. Yeah, mm. exactly. From the dryers, and so that was one of it. And then I started to piece. Well, I could do a show in there, but it'd only be for ten minutes. So, mm. what else could I do with mm. this? So, and the other thing too that. Uh, that came came about from this show was I was walking to work one day and I had my headsets in and I was waiting at the lights and I was listening to a song that I loved and I was having a bit of a private concert for myself, a bit of a moment, and I turned around and there was a woman doing the exact same thing I was but listening to obviously whatever she was listening to, and we looked at each other and we actually... Had that literally lovely second of connection of like, oh, you know, you had a good day too. Yeah. Lights changed and we walked on. And I just thought that would be fantastic to have a crowd of people walking along the streets, listening to the same thing, but all connecting. Because headphones, I think, is like one of the biggest symbols that we have that actually blocks out you know, connection and and interaction with each other. We do it on the tram, we do it on the train, we do it as walking down the street because we don't want people in our own space. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because that's actually part of the show. So what happens is that when you get to the first meeting point, um, which is the uh, second project space in Victoria Street, the gallery space, you are given a headset yeah, I was. Uh, I, yeah. I was
2: pondering how would this going to work. Otherwise, we'd have a, a few people piggybacking. <laughs> the, uh,
0: and other, I can see this becoming a,
2: a moratorium.
0: Yeah, it'd be a comical <laughs> event of yeah, a different type. A, <laughs> it could be a rally. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so you're giving a headset, and the the idea of the show. There's a place I know, is that it's led by Evan Rogers, and he's wonderful. He's amazing. He actually does have a background in, in tour guiding, as amongst many other things. And um, when the audience gets there, you're actually from the country, so you are part of the show. It's not a passive show; you are part of it. So you all become these characters. Yes, it's not too interactive as such. Like we're not going to make you do horrible things (laughs) because people get very scared about that. But you're from the country, and we're taking you on this country tour. Oh, the city tour, of, you know, for country folks of Fitzroy and to get you acclimatised, the soundtrack starts off with country noises and then it moves into city noises and it's all the noises that we want to block out mm. um, and it's comical as well. So he, um, Eben will lead the tour and he'll stop off at certain things and talk about Fitzroy, whether it's true or not. Well, that's up for you to hey, decide it's, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's artistic licence. It's uh, fake Facts <laughs> done for the for good, basically. Okay. So <laughs> it's talking. all walking. Yes, yes, absolutely. You're not yes. going to
2: jump on a tram. And no, <laughs> and, no, 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 no. Too hard. <laughs> not too hard because that can end up in a lot of dangerous <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Evan is talking uh, even, about. yeah. Evan is yeah. talking about legends of the dodgy kebab. Ah, uh, yes. The day the hipsters moved in and introduced kale and quinoa smoothies, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we we know about that too. You yes, know, um it <laughs> yeah, changed. Indeed. it's changed um, its spots many times. It and has. Uh, I think it was there was a, a little crim figure, wasn't there, associated with Fitzroy?
2: Oh yeah, a little Oh there it, were probably quite
1: a few yeah. <laughs> of so. You're not talking about me, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... Oh,
2: I can make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I, was,
1: I was thinking of A that. falafel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there was that little guy that... Um, yeah. Tw-
2: uh, oh, gosh. Then we're doing it again. Yeah. Uh,
1: Squiggy. Squ- that's yeah, right. Squiggy Taylor. Squizzy Taylor. And Squizzy uh, Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I can imagine some of those old lanes. And it would have been quite slummy and smelly, presumably. Well, that's it.
0: Because I was reading upon the history of it. And... Um, Apparently when if you if you did live in Fitzroy, particularly in the fifties and the sixties, you got the tram down, it was almost too embarrassing to actually get off the tram because people would know you lived there. Mm. And I um, I mean I grew out I grew up in like the, the eastern suburbs Like out around Ringwood And so when I first came of age You know when I was 18 Like mm. in the 90s Fitzroy was fabulous oh, You know it was yeah. a little bit dangerous yes. and it was just grunge city Which I was yes. all into mm. And it had that element of like There's a little bit of danger there I mean it really wasn't mm. You know <laughs> No but <laughs> it was evolving there, Wasn't it It had evolved And there was yeah. There was
2: artists around that By that Absolutely, time Absolutely yeah. yeah So um, mm-hmm. it yeah. was become- And it was it, the, the whole policy in the government was changing mm. towards, you know, sort of making sitting dwelling because once upon a time you couldn't live in the city no. or thereabouts, you know, and um, and we were talking about yeah. it uh, before about how they put the housing commission and and um, that was good in one sense because it, the hus- hustle and bustle of the city was happening. Yeah. But there w- was also that, that it w- was an expensive um uh, you know, land out that at that time. You mm. know, it was it was they knocked down the slums to build these. Yeah, but absolutely. what 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 happened was that uh that this brought another whole. Wave of culture, yeah, and with it the artists and yeah. everything else. And so, I mean, it, it's a, sometimes it can be a little bit sterilized at yeah, times, yeah. And, and the artists are moving out again. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you and know, they, that's they true. Moving on, yes, well, exactly. Yeah, because, and North because the Thornbury yes. and Preston now,
0: <laughs> exactly. But yes. there's still, I think, I mean, I, you know, I have I have a very sentimental love affair with Fitzroy. I love it. I mm. actually love it. Um, you know, and because I have very good memories of it and I I still hang out there and I'm still around that area and I do quite a lot of work um, theatre-wise around there. And I think there still is this gorgeous soul and this lovely spirit about it. And my favourite thing to do when walking around Fitzroy is actually walking around the back streets and the alleys and you see what would have been the slums is now like you need – yeah, you, oh, you need a good right. $2 million yeah. to buy
1: those so-called slums. Yeah, exactly. And there would have been kids playing cricket in the lanes. Absolutely, and, um, absolutely. And the, and the, and the um, guy who, who got all the soil from the outside loos and yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Midnight's. And Well, that's another story,
2: isn't yeah. it? That might be a sequel.
0: <laughs> that could
1: be that it
2: too, actually. It's a
0: very personal, very personal yes. tour. What <laughs> yeah. I noticed
1: though about Smith Street is it's the one street in um, – Trendy Melbourne, where people still jaywalk and don't take – never cross at the lights. Well, that's yeah. what I was referring to as my criminal element because <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> Especially Smith Street. Mm. This seems to be the place where it's going to be happening because people are going to rebel in Smith Street. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I mean, Smith Street's great as well. I mean, mm. the whole area fits right. And particularly Brunswick Street. You know, it's mm-hmm. just got that real – Flavor and that real spice to it. Like it's just lovely. And yeah, look, it has changed, and some people say it's quite, it's become, you know, slightly uh, gentrified. But there's still, it's inevitable. It's inevitable, but I think there's still a really good spirit there. Oh, yes. And I don't think the artists have moved. Too far away no. And they still come back I mean, I still come back but You know, after exactly, a good 20 years you Exactly
2: know? Well, there's a place I know And I was thinking your sequel could be From Captain Midnight And all the <laughs> toys Could be Bums on Seats Bums on Seats <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Uh, <laughs> it's Wednesday the 23rd to Sunday the 27th of May at 7.30. Right. So um, how how do people get tickets and how do they sort of reach out to you? Yeah, and-
0: absolutely. So if you go to try bookings, mm-hmm. so uh, www.trybookings and then you can look up, there's a place I know. It'll automatically go to the page. Um And you can get tickets at the door just to let you know it is cash only. So it's best to book because it's actually quite a small... A small group, so it's what maximum. A, what is it about artists and cash? Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> it's very, very, very affordable. Twenty-five adults, twenty dollars yes. concession. It's a bargain. Yes, Look, one drink, guys. Yeah, absolutely. One, <laughs> well, one good cocktail. Yes, after yeah, work. yeah, exactly. So, so,
1: the meeting point is four slash ninety-five Victoria Street, Fitzroy, at Second Project Space.
0: Yes, that's right. Oh, level two, sorry. So level, level two, two ninety-five, Victoria oh, sorry. Street. Level two, yeah,
2: 95. level two ninety-five. But if you go to Tribe, www dot trybookings.com and see there's a place i know and and don't forget it <laughs> that's right
0: yeah and just to also like there is a little special place that we go to that i think Literally, only the locals will know about. Oh, so, there's wonderful. a little little special venue there. Oh, at the end. great. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> and well, this
1: is sponsored by 11 Arms Theatre Company. Yeah,
0: so that's my theatre company. So, yeah, so, so you always need an extra hand to help out. So, 11 Arms. <laughs> yeah, well, you've Oops. got
2: a, a troop of people helping yeah, you. Absolutely. So, so um, fantastic. And yeah, well, Renee Rene. Palmer, Beth Liston, yeah. Kurt, Modest Head, Michael Argus, Leo Thompson, and the list goes on. I'm sorry if I forget anyone. It's, <laughs> so, you know, so it be wonderful.
1: Thank you you so much for coming My on pleasure. to us express we've just been uh, speaking to uh, renee palmer who's organizing the comical walking performance across the lanes and dark alleys of fitzroy as we said and earlier we spoke to jazz multi-instrumentalist james mustafa who is performing Dizzy's jazz club with his group his quartet
0: and yeah, there's so much the happening.
2: Yeah, well, there's so much happening in Melbourne, and and Melbourne please International International don't miss out on this one. It's it's it'll be a, a wonderful um, experience. There's a place <laughs> I know.